Welcome back to this week's episode of When Life Gives You Melons, the podcast for the dyslexic community. We're your hosts. I'm Reed. And I'm Drew. Today we're going to tackle the topic of medication. It's a good topic. Yeah, there's a lot of different views around medication, and we're basically, we're not going to go really in depth into different medications and things like that, but we're just going to talk about what medication's really for and kind of like its purpose. Like most things in life and most decisions, especially medical ones, it's a very personal decision to decide to go on medication or to even just get evaluated to get medication. I wanted to shine a light on this process and the outcomes of it. Medicaid or not, I don't want people to live in fear of the stigma that comes with getting on medication or the fear of the medication itself, which you hear a lot. Getting medicated is actually a fairly lengthy process. You can't just go into your doctor and be like, hey, I want this particular prescription. You have to get evaluated to find out whether or not you even qualify for a prescription. Yeah, for me, this meant getting retested all over again. I wanted to get on ADHD medication specifically. And once it's determined that you are a candidate for medication, that's when the real war actually starts. As we always say, everybody's different. Everybody's needs are different, our struggles are different, and our bodies are different. So this means that not one medication is going to work for everybody exactly the same. The first pill that you're put on is most likely not going to be the right fit for you. And it might even take months before you notice that medication working for you. And it might take months just to even get the dosage right in general. It's important that you find the right medical staff to work with you, that you have a good support system through them because it can take a bit to find the right dosage. And you wanna make sure that you're being heard mm-hmm. and that whatever medical treatment you guys come up with, that it's benefiting you. There tends to be the stigma around medication or even talking about medication. Everyone has an opinion about medication. Just remember that none of those opinions help or benefit you. Those opinions don't want the best for you. They just want you to be normal. What is normal? Honestly, what is normal? Is the person with chronic depression that's unmedicated and dysfunctional normal? Or is the person who's found the right medication to help stabilize them from their chronic depression and is happy for the first time in their life? Is that person normal? Our bodies, our brains can sometimes be our enemies. The purpose of medication isn't to change a person. It's to give them a neutral baseline. From an outside perspective, I can understand why you might be hesitant to put an eight-year-old on Adderall. But I have to ask the question, is that because of the stigma or is that because of what's best for the child? I feel like that hesitation or that stigma really comes from just not understanding. I find that people feel a lot better about medication when they understand a bit more about why it's being used. So for me, being an ADHD person, I was looking to be on medication. And medication for ADHD specifically is helping with my neurotransmitters. It's a physical chemical difference in my brain that the medication is trying to help and bring me back to a baseline. So just to talk about that for a second, neurotransmitters are these compounds, basically, that govern brain function. ADHD, specifically, was the first disorder found to be a result of a deficiency of a specific neurotransmitter. In this case, it's norepinephrine. 
And this was the first disorder that was also found to be responsive to medication to correct the underlying deficiency. It's believed that those with ADHD not only just underproduce norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin, which are all neurotransmitters, but these individuals also have a crazy efficient dopamine removal system in their brain. They have a higher concentration of dopamine transporters called reuptake inhibitors. When dopamine is removed too quickly and it doesn't have the sufficient time that it needs to be in the body, you're not getting the benefits from your dopamine even if your brain is producing it. I hope this was cohesive. So basically, in simple terms, when it comes to ADHD medication, these medications, these air quote stimulants, are making your body produce more norepinephrine for your neurotransmitters, and the non-stimulants you put on are to help slow down the breakdown of the dopamine from your reuptake inhibitors. So this medication, if you actually understood the diagnosis and you understood the medication being used for that diagnosis, you would realize that it's, it's not just like being hyper-focused or being, being on a stimulant. It's actually trying to help our brain do what it's supposed to be doing. It's trying to produce more of those hormones that you as a non-ADHD person already have in your brain, and it's trying to stop the system that's taking those hormones and eating them crazy fast from doing that. There's a reason to be on medication, and if you knew why, you wouldn't necessarily be wondering, well, why should that person be on medication? It's just, it's kind of hard to see. I was never put on medication because I think of that stigma of not wanting your kid to be on medication. And I think that it was a real inhibitor in my life when it comes to a lot of things. Right before we started recording, we actually talked about this mindset, this view around specifically ADHD medication, because that's really the only thing I can talk to you guys about, because that's the only thing that I am specifically on. And that we think that this mindset around ADHD medication and this like mild issue or this not really understanding what it's for is because of almost like the college aspect of being on stimulants to get through your college courses. And it's like, well, that's not what I'm trying to do. People stay up and study. and Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to just trying to not have smoke for brains, which is exactly what it feels like. Well, it's because also, I mean, the way it works in a neurotypical brain versus an ADHD neurodiverse brain is completely different. In a neurotypical brain, it is a stimulant that will keep them up all night and allow them to study whether or not that's a good way of actually retaining information or not. It's not. And for a neurodiverse ADHD brain, it makes your brain level so that you yeah, don't have smoke for brains, that your brain is level and you can think clearer and focus better. Mm-hmm. It does not make you overstimulated. Actually, um, I would say a fun fact with that is that because people with ADHD or ADD, this also applies for that too, because we don't produce as many of these neurotransmitters, especially dopamine and serotonin, we actually kind of fall into this area of chronic depression. And there's a lot of nature versus nurture here. It could be because of the way that you grow up and the way you're treated and, you know, that. But they also are thinking that this has a big contributing factor because you're not producing enough of these things, so you're kind of chronically sad. And I've found... I mean, it affects your dopamine, which is happy. Yeah, m- makes sense. Both. This stuff. Dopamine is the uh, reward system, and then serotonin is the, like, happy everything's good system. Yeah. So it affects those specifically. Yeah. And I've personally found from being on medication, I've been on medication now for, um, going to say four months. Sure. Something like that. Anyways, I found that my levels of depression are a lot lessened from being on this medication alone. And that's something that I really, um, I've really appreciated because I don't want to, 
here's me being a stigma person. I don't want to go on depression medication. I'd rather try other things than just to go on a ton of medication. So I tried this medication and lo and behold, it's helped me. It's helped me more than just one way. Well, and that's also the thing, though, about trying out different medication and also, I mean, getting tested and finding out what exactly is going on with you so they know which direction to approach the neurodiversity in the medication. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to try to figure out what you should be going on. And that's why we really we really think it's important to find a, a medical team that's willing to listen to you. So all in all, we're really wondering why is there a stigma around medication if medication is actually helpful for some people? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty simple. And it's the thing that's always out there. People tend to fear the things that they don't understand. Our society has this negative view around medication. And if you've grown up in that culture, then you will have that view too. It's just kind of how it goes unless you actively try to change the way you think about something. So to combat that stigma, we really have to get a good understanding of our diagnosis and the purpose behind these medications. So that way when when you are faced with this weird stigma of being on a medication and having either a negative thought to yourself or someone saying a negative thing, that you're able to combat it with understanding and be able to say, no, actually this is the best thing for me oh, I wish I didn't have to be a person that had to take medication so my brain wasn't smoke. Yeah, but I take my medication and I feel 10 times better and there shouldn't be a bad thing for me to have to, for me to be on medication to do that, you know? I shouldn't have to feel that way. So I'm working on it myself. Mm-hmm. It's easy to tell yourself things. It's sometimes hard to make your brain listen. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, I know it's going to be this way, but why am I still upset? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's our talk around medication. It's, like I said, we weren't going to go really in-depth. We're just going to talk about the mindset of it and try to think about it in the sense of what it actually does for you and what your diagnosis needs. Everybody is different. The medication I'm on is mm-hmm. not the first one that I got put on. It's I've been on a couple of them now. Um, and the medication you get put on is probably not right for me, and my medication isn't right for you. So it's it's all different, you know? Yep. It's all about knowing yourself, partly, figuring yourself out, which is always good. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Just um, thank you so much for coming and listening to us talk more about neurodiversities and uh, help uh, educate people on um, what they are and how they work. And um, we are a community that we're trying to grow. So thank you for growing with us. Yeah. You can find us on the Instagram at melons.podcast. I post over there a couple times a week. That's also where you can contact me via the messenger there. You could also contact us via email, which I almost never say. It's probably the first time I'm saying it. It's melons.podcast at gmail.com. Melons.podcast at gmail.com. I'm actually going to make sure that was right. Yes. Melons with an S. And if you want to send me something lengthier, that's a good place to uh, email it over to. We do an episode once a week. We hope that it's been helpful. And as you can tell, a lot of this episode creation is also to talk ourselves through our own our own things we'd like to change. Because I already have this mindset around medication that probably wasn't the best one for me to have. And via doing this process, I've gotten a much better understanding of why it's needed and why it shouldn't be a bad thing for me to be on it. So I hope that somebody else has gotten some enlightenment out of this. That's what I've loved about doing this too, is learning. Yeah, it's constant. Okay, Melons, as always, be different and be kind.